Hello and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there at any time. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also find links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page there, as well as a link to my other podcast covering films of the 1980s. I just recently did a review of War Games, and I'll be doing a couple of more films that cover video games in some form or fashion after that. So I do encourage you to check out that. As far as this show, we're going to get into something that's out in theaters. It's called Crazy Rich Asians. It's a romantic comedy. It's a PG-13 rated film. It does have some suggestive content and language. The runtime is two hours, and the cast includes Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Michelle Yeoh, Emma Chan, Lisa Liu, Aquafina, Harry Shum Jr., and Ken Jeong. The director is John M. Chu, and the screenplay credited to Peter Chiarelli and Adele Lim. It's based on the novel by Kevin Kwan. Now, that novel was a satirical novel. It was published back in 2013, and itself became so popular that it eventually resulted in, at least so far, two literary sequels to it. But as far as this film adaptation goes, it's a little less biting. It's a little more streamlined to highlight, I think, the romantic comedy at the center of it and some of the main conflicts. The film version of Crazy Rich Asians brings back this semi-dormant romantic comedy, at least kind of a big one, to the big screen, front and center. It's bolstered by a unique flavor for a mainstream movie and sumptuously captured and even-handed in its look at the life of the ultra-rich. It showcases both the allure, the gorgeousness of it, as well as the garishness and the pettiness that you might find among the rich and famous that causes them to, even though they have money, maybe that doesn't necessarily lead to ultimate happiness. Now, the story of a young and insecure woman of lesser birth being taken in by the love of a wealthy suitor and then being scorned by those in his so-called class or his household, that's nothing new. I think back to Hitchcock's Rebecca back in 1940 or in 1990, Gary Marshall's Pretty Woman had some elements of that. I mean, you could go on and on because some would even cite Cinderella and other fairy tales for the origin of this kind of story. However, every generation, you know, really needs its own version of this. So why not Crazy Rich Asians for the year 2018? Certainly there are many films that probably would do this and much worse. Constance Wu here is the star. She plays Rachel Chu, who essentially serves as our best surrogate for this story. Rachel is the daughter of a single Chinese immigrant mother. She rose above her station to eventually become a professor of economics at NYU. Her current boyfriend is a man named Nick Young, who for over a year since they've been dating, he's never actually divulged to her that his family back home in Singapore is insanely wealthy. Now, the cat has to be let out of the bag, however, when Nick ends up asking Rachel to attend the wedding of his best friend in Singapore, where he also plans to pop a question of his own after she meets his family. However, Nick's stern mother, Eleanor, played by Michelle Yeoh, she disapproves of this Western way of trying to pursue what one wants in life, independent of the family wishes. So Rachel's pursuit of her own career and Nick's pursuit of love in Rachel beyond his class, that kind of ruffles her feathers as well as a, a few others among his family and his friends and the rest of the rich and famous that they socialize among. Now, juxtaposing with the relationship at the core of the film are that of Nick's family and friends who all have their own stories and their own difficulties, showing that there really isn't a tried and true method of finding love and happiness in this world among either set of beliefs, Eastern or Western. Even the disapproving family members reveal that life hasn't always been easy for them, even though they've come into the world of the wealthy either with 
some effort or they're just born into it. The wealthy have their own class systems within their own class systems. People of Asian countries looking down upon those of other Asian countries and Chinese people looking down upon Chinese people of other regions. And just as people of old money look down upon the nouveau riche and those with billions look down upon those with mere hundreds of millions of dollars. It's all a competition to be the one that no one can reproach for their wealth or their status. Backstabbing, exclusionary tactics, those are all very common even among friends and even worse among families. They're all seemingly jealous of one another in a way that you wonder how they can ever be happy. There are a number of extraneous characters in this film, but they all contribute in their own way to the disorientation and the doubts that begin to weigh in on Rachel's mind as this stranger in a strange land of the crazy rich. Now, many have written about the film's importance, at least socially or culturally. It spotlights Asian families outside of films that are actually from Asia or Asian characters in mainstream films outside of the martial arts genre. Those are pretty rare to find. So to dismiss the film of that commentary on its cultural significance would probably be doing a bit of a disservice to it. You know, this is a story that has every bit to do with the distinct difficulties of growing up in an Asian family specifically, particularly one that has firm beliefs in roots, in its traditions, as well as the responsibility of the family to shape the lives of their children. Even into adulthood, they're still shaping their lives. And it's also about the anxiety that occurs in many large Asian families specifically that struggle with finding a way to not lose hold of centuries-old Eastern traditions when some grow up and move out and move away to embrace Western ways of thinking. It's also about the awkward feeling of being an outsider to a lifestyle and a cultural caste system that one is forced to traverse for the sake of emotional connection to that person on the other side of life's tracks. So that's kind of a universal theme, but there are things here that you would only tend to find a little bit more uniquely within the Asian culture that I think need to be remarked upon. Now, beyond this, the splendor-soaked visuals of the film, those are particularly remarkable. You have the verve that director John M. Chu shows. He has movement of his camera here, the ability to keep the pace up tempo, even if the film touches on the two-hour threshold, and that's often considered a no-no for a rom-com. It continues moving at an economical clip such that the little bit extra length probably won't be felt by most audiences. This is a real treat for the eyes. You have great cinematography from Vanya Sernyol. Some terrific wardrobe here. This definitely will catch the eye of a lot of people who are more fashion-sensed. Uh, stunning locale work all around Singapore and other locales, ornate interior decorations, you have tightly edited montage sequences, a very attractive cast of actors. You know, combine all of this with an eclectic mix of Eastern and Western pop and some jazz on the soundtrack. This is a very easy film to take in just from an aesthetic perspective, although the film does emerge to be more than that, at least substantively. Now, as far as grading the film as a romantic comedy, even if its core story is a bit familiar in its basics, I think you have to ask yourself two fundamental questions here. You know, it's a romantic comedy. Is it romantic? And is it funny? And I think the answer for most audiences who take this film in is going to be an easy yes on both counts. And I can attest personally on laughing out loud on several occasions throughout this film. I even teared up a bit, at least once. And both of those things, <laughs> laughing out loud and tearing up, is increasingly rare for me to do. I've seen my share of formula films over the decades that I've been reviewing films. This is a formula film as well, but it did manage to be effective enough for me to actually feel something for these characters. And I think the formula works 
Although I will say that the contrivance of Nick keeping his status as a man from a family of immense wealth, that seems very far-fetched in this day and age of easy Google searches or social media connections. I think surely within the course of a whole year, someone as smart and as capable as Rachel would have stumbled across that fact or maybe have it pointed out to her from among her many educated and more socially in-touch friends. I think in the book, it probably makes more sense because from what I've read about, the old money young family is actually less well known among the popular circles within Singapore itself as compared to the film in which they're more the talk of the town because of their immense wealth. So maybe the book works a lot better in this regard. I haven't read it, but I did take a look at what some of the differences are between book to film. But despite all of that, I think many will be dazzled by this two-hour display of high opulence amid the lush locales in and around Singapore. You got solid characterizations here. A capable director in John M. Chu. I say that knowing that his prior work as uh, director may not necessarily live up to people's expectations here. He directed a couple of the step-up films, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Now You See Me Too. Those really are not nearly as good as this film would suggest, but certainly does suggest that he does have the talent to be a pretty good director with the right material. He has a very talented crew around him, obviously. You have really good performances here by the ensemble of actors, and in particular, Constance Wu, I would say, is a standout for her performance at the core of the film. And that puts Crazy Rich Asians a cut above most of the grand-scale romantic comedy efforts that have tried and mostly failed in recent years. You do really end up genuinely caring for Rachel before the end. And if her happiness is not to get the fairy tale ending, if it's to stick up for herself and walk away from it all and find her own path in life, you would root for that as well. If that's what it takes for her to be happy, I think that's what we root on. Now, this is a soap opera at its core for all of the good and the bad that that connotates. But I would say for a soap opera romantic comedy, it's about as recommendable an example of one as there has been on the silver screen in some time. So I am quite enamored of Crazy Rich Asians. I actually will recommend it for most people who have an interest in this kind of material. I'm going to give it three and a half stars out of four. Three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think it's a good movie. And I definitely think that if you're a romantic comedy fan, that you will probably end up enjoying it. So three and a half stars out of four for Crazy Rich Asians. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. I'll continue to try to deliver the reviews as I see films throughout the course of the year and beyond. If you have any thoughts of your own on this film, you can find my contact information at my website, quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.